This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Well, if you are a hockey fan in Newfoundland and Labrador, and many people are, there's been some great hockey news in the province in the last few weeks. That includes Alex Newhook's Stanley Cup victory. And, of course, the date has been finally, finally been set for an NHL exhibition game coming up in central Newfoundland this fall. Well, you may recall that back during COVID when things were looking bleak and uncertain, there was a pleasant little diversion that helped to take our minds off things and and in fact bring Newfoundlanders and Labradorians together. The Craft Hockeyville competition back in 2020 had people sharing hockey pictures, stories and experiences and rooting for Twillingate, which of course was in the running for the grand prize. Well, no surprise if Newfoundlanders and Labradorians are involved. Uh, anytime a community like that is involved, there's such a huge outpouring and Newfoundlanders and Labradorians get on board in a big kind of way. And of course... Twillingate won. Well, that entitled the historic town to the $250,000 grand prize, thousands of dollars in gear for young players, and the promise of an NHL game, which is finally happening. If you recall, this all happened during COVID, and we were hoping for an exhibition game. Well, it's coming up now this fall. My guest today on On Target is none other than the recreation director with the town of Twillingate, Grant Whitehead. Hello. Hello, Linda. How are you? Great. So it's finally happening. I know. You know, uh, it took us a couple of years to get here, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just around the corner and we're pretty excited. So <laughs> it's exciting times, but this is where the real work begins, I suppose. Exactly. That's true. We're in meetings weekly right now with, uh, with our partners and, you know, pretty busy floating documents back and forth. But, uh, you know, we got a lot of things to do, but uh, we got a good crew, a good committee. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. So tell us how we got here. Um, when and where is the game? So the game is October the 6th in Gander uh, at the Steel Community Centre. Um, like I said, that's Thursday, October the 6th. Game time has not been announced yet. And the two teams that were announced was the uh, Ottawa Senators and the Montreal Canadiens. So, you know, we're pretty happy to get two Canadian teams. Uh, I'm a Bruins fan myself, so, you know, uh, having the Habs come, uh, you know, uh, would have liked, liked the Bruins, but uh, I'll take the Habs, I guess. <laughs> it's got to be a bit of a rotter for you in a weird yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> There's no rivalry. Everybody thinks the rivalry is Montreal and Toronto, but the ri- real rivalry is the Habs and, and the Bruins, of course. Um, so you had a few reps come down to have a look at the venue in Twillingate, and I understand you treated them to some local hospitality. How did that go? Yeah, we did. I mean, they came to, to complete a thorough assessment of our arena, of our arena, and uh, you know what? They they do that with every uh, community that wins. Uh, you know, the hope was there that we could have the game at the George Hawkins Arena, obviously. Uh, 
we would, uh, you know, host a game. But uh, unfortunately, you know, the size of our building, uh, the boards and some of the glass concerns and some of the safety issues, uh, you know, uh, didn't allow that. They completed an assessment as well in Gander, same thing. Uh, you know, so that's where the game is going to be. But, uh, yeah, we had an opportunity to take uh, some of the NHL reps and NHL from some people from the NHLPA and uh, other uh, working partners as well to local Split Rock Brewery. And we screeched them in and uh, had some food and grub and uh, or uh, some drinks, I mean, and uh, had a great time. And I guess they uh, will always remember it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can always remember your first time you get screeched in. So, uh, you know, they're coming again with some more staff in uh, in uh, for the Fish Fun and Folk Festival. Uh, we have a craft hockeyville booth there, and they're also coming, I guess, for the game. So uh, we're hoping to screech in many more. <laughs> so tell us about uh, Gander and the Steel Community Centre. Um, why did they choose that particular venue? So I guess, you know, it's, it's one of the closest venues uh, and, and a bigger venue, I guess. Uh, it's the closest venue to Twillingate. Uh, it's more seating than ours. And obviously, Gander, you know, Gander Center is, uh, you know, in much better condition being a newer facility. And, uh, you know, I guess that's the safest. And uh, the NHL makes that decision, and we were no part of that. But, uh, again, we're happy that they got it in an arena that's relatively close. Uh, you know, we were hoping that we didn't need to go as far as St. John's. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still pretty happy that uh, they're just a, a bus trip away and, you know, an hour and a bit away. So, uh, yeah, we're pretty pumped that uh, we're having it in Gander, and thanks to them for hosting it. So do you know how the game will work, how many players are involved? That sort of thing's not the full team, is it? It's it's going to be select members of the team. Well, obviously, that's during the preseason, so uh, I guess uh, final rosters will be determined, I guess, at that time, and, you know, hopefully it'll be released so we can share that with our with the public and uh, our committee. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, whoever it is that's coming, and, you know, we can't control that, but uh, we'll be excited uh, for whoever's coming. But, uh, you know, I, I won't be having a Montreal jersey, maybe an Ottawa jersey, but uh, no Montreal jersey going on this body. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll we'll figure out who you are in the crowd, I suppose. You won't be wearing the Bruins one, I doubt. (laughs) Probably not, no. Maybe an Ottawa Senator jersey. (laughs) There you go. So any players you'd like to see? You know what? Uh, you know, I'm a player fan now. Probably as you get older, you probably, you know, you're not as competitive maybe. But, uh, you know, I still like uh, some of the young guns that are on the Senators team. You're looking at Tuchuk and Norris, obviously, and Batherson and Shabbat. Uh, and then, obviously, on Montreal, then, you know, if Carey Price is still going to be there, that would be great uh, to see him as well. And you got some young players like Suzuki as well. So, I mean, you know, uh, anybody, I guess, uh, you know, that we can see, I guess, that are – young up-and-coming talent or even if they're veterans i think we'll we'll be excited to get whoever comes and carrie price does have that reputation of really being that community oriented kind of uh player always there you know willing to meet the fans that kind of thing yeah, obviously, anytime you get some players that are, you know, probably a little bit more experienced and, uh, you know, and people know them, uh, I think that's going to be a big thing, especially for our younger kids in the minor hockey system, uh, you know. Uh, so, you know, doesn't matter, though, uh, you know, whatever rosters they have, we'll, we'll appreciate it and be thankful and, uh, you know, just watch the talent that they uh, that they bring here. 
and I'll be watching your Twitter feed to see if you're uh, actually up there grinning with uh, Carrie Price or <laughs> Nick Suzuki. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be grinning, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> uh. Um, but here's where the real work begins, and this is the tough part. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that when we come back after the break, because uh, there's only so much capacity at the uh, Steel Community Center, and I know just about everybody in Twillingate will want to be there. So uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about how all that's going to work and the, the, the real work that begins in trying to figure that out uh, when we come back right after the break. My guest today on On Target is the Recreation Director with the Town of Twillingate. Grant White will be back right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. And our guest today is the Recreation Director with the Town of Twillingate, Grant White. And uh, uh, Grant, I guess the real work begins now, and, and that includes the logistics. So it's going to happen in Gander. What's the capacity there at the Steel Community Centre? So I think the capacity of Gander is around 1,100, and I think that's a seated capacity, but they also have a standing capacity as well. Uh, whether or not we can utilize the standing room uh, is something that uh, is yet to be determined. We're still in discussions with the NHL on that front. But uh, right now, obviously, it's, uh, you know, from what we're hearing, it's uh, 1078, I think, for seating capacity. So what's the population of Toolingate? <laughs> I know, it's somewhere around uh, 2,200. So, uh, you know, it looks like all those guys are not getting in. But, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll give it a fair shake. And hopefully most of the, uh, you know, people that can attend will. And I guess uh, a special emphasis is going to be on the kids, I guess? It is. That's something that we're in discussions with. Uh, we're, you know, we're currently working, and we also uh, we sent in a ticket distribution plan just for the game itself. And uh, but we also have to send in the same thing, uh, ticket distribution plan for just the practices. Uh, so that's kind of like two events. So uh, we're hoping to get a lot of our school kids, uh, minor hockey kids, uh, you know. Uh, but that's something that we're working on, and uh, you know, uh, we'll share that with the people as we move forward. But. Again, when you're looking at a you know community that's over 2,000 people, I mean you know uh, there's going to be some tickets, uh, you know, a small percentage for uh, Gander and also all of Newfoundland. But uh, you know we're we're just hoping that we can fill it with as many people from the town of Twillingate as we can. And such a strong hockey history and heritage in Twillingate. What what do you suppose it is about the town that makes it such a uh, makes hockey so you know intrinsic to the community? Uh, you know what, uh, Twillingate's always been a big hockey town. Uh, I was born here, but I didn't move back until high school. But, you know, to go and play a game at the George Hawkins Arena where fans never sit down, they're always standing, and, you know, there's uh, so much support and excitement, not only for minor hockey, but senior hockey now that's still going. And, you know, the senior combines of the 70s and 80s, I guess, uh, you know, they were the highlight of the sound, you know, at that time. And some of those members have been, you know, uh, big supporters of ours when we initiated I guess this run for Craft Hockeyville. So, uh, just a town that likes hockey like uh, not many others, and uh, we're super excited to win. But uh, I think we are where we are today because of the you know the people that started the game here years ago. And the very history of the combines itself is hard to imagine. But there were several hockey teams in Twillingate, and they combined <laughs> to become yeah, the combines. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, combines. You know, uh, right now the senior combines we obviously take in Twillingate, New Island area, but uh, obviously now you're you're moving outside, just like uh, any other teams for some exports, and um, that's how it is. But you know, we still got a senior league running. Hopefully, we'll get it back and running this year after some uh, breaks for from COVID there. So uh, yeah, just. A, a big hockey town and uh, you know we can't wait to keep moving 
And what a great distraction it was to see all of those wonderful um, pictures and videos from days gone by and uh, youngsters in the arena and games and players and oh my goodness, what what a great distraction that was during COVID. Uh, people really, I guess, embraced the whole idea, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, obviously, for us to make it to the uh, to make it to the top four in the announcement, uh, I think after that we knew we we had a chance to win. Uh, like I said, so many shared stories and pictures and old videos and photos. I mean, it was just fantastic. But uh, to get it from not only the people that are currently playing, but like I said, from people that played many years ago, and you know, to talk with the whole history of the arena as well. I mean, that was uh, a facility that was uh, taken down in Gander. It was you know shipped by train and boat to Twillingate and erected again by volunteers. I mean, it just uh, spoke highly, I guess, of how much people wanted to play the game, but uh, you know, it uh, spoke highly of also the you know the volunteers took to get it here. So, uh, but I think the story in itself was great. But uh, the amount of support that we received to win, I guess, uh, not only from people from Twillingate, but obviously you know from you know all of Newfoundland, and you know we had people come from across Canada messaging us all the time, and you know the win was just simply amazing. It was awesome. And you mentioned the George Hawkins Arena because, like you say, it's got this great history just of itself and, and, and speaks to the dedication that people had to making sure you had that venue in Twillingate to play on. I mean, kids, of course, everywhere in Canada uh, play on the ice, on the ponds and that. And I, I've seen pictures in my husband's own family albums of kids on the ice and ponds and the rest of it in Twillingate. But um, to bring that in there, when did, when did when was that done in the 60s yeah i can't even you know what i can't even you know when uh, i figured you're going to ask that question when you started talking about it i can't remember the date right now and i mean i knew it uh probably you know a couple of years ago when we started but yeah somewhere around that time and uh you know like i said to be shipped here by rail and also boat i mean what a great story and uh you know there's some pictures hanging around and of the facility and uh, all the volunteers and you know i guess uh, when we were um, initiating the craft hockeyville, I guess uh, you know it was nice to hear stories from the old folks that also worked at the arena as well and talked about the assembly and uh, it was just it was just great, I guess you know put a little bit of life in the community, but also uh, you know we had some kids learn about the history of the facility as well, so you know I think that was great as well. So you got a, a big truckload of cash <laughs> to, to help out with the facility and some upgrades there. Uh, but, of course, we're talking about a, a venue that's uh, 50, 60-plus years old that had a life before that yeah. as, a, as an airport hangar, believe it or not. And um, so what kind of uh, – where is that money gone and, and what's still needed to do? So we did win, you know, $250,000, and obviously when we talk about infrastructure that is as big as an arena, uh, sometimes that doesn't go far, which is why we applied for municipal funding. Uh, we were lucky enough to get, I think it was a little over $1.2 million, I guess, uh, from the province and, and federally as well, and uh, so we were able to uh, move forward. Obviously, the process with funding takes uh, a little bit longer than, you know, expected, but uh, so we're going to move forward with some, uh, we need some, you know, roof replacement or sorry, uh, some of the roof needs to be replaced. Uh, there's mechanical and electrical upgrades. You know what? It's, it's still going to be the old Twillingate Arena. Uh, you know what? A new one would cost now probably 15 to 20 million. So, uh, you know what? Uh, we like the old barn just the way it is. We'll make the upgrades so we can continue to use it uh, as is. But uh, yeah, to win 250,000, then uh, and then to you know, use that, I guess, to make uh, or to get more money in funding, so we can continue with some upgrades. It was uh, was pretty exciting. And on top of that. Uh, 
you know, we had over 10,000 in uh, hockey gear from the NHLPA as well. So that's been distributed some to some players in need. So, uh, yeah, to win that money and, uh, you know, a little bit of an extra was uh, was great. So has that work already begun or, uh, you know, how long is that expected to take? What are the, uh, how do you prioritize what needs to be done first? Again, council, that would be, uh, you know, that would be what council would uh, make a decision decision on. Uh, but that being said, you know, there's been some minor, like the chiller has been replaced and uh, some, some minor things, but uh, um we kind of wanted to wait till the spring of 2023 because if we started now, it looks like we might run into uh, some issues and uh, there was, uh, you know, decisions were made so we wouldn't lose any or much arena time. So we're hoping to start some of the upgrades this summer, but uh, most of the work will be started in the spring of 2023. Uh, so then once it's completed, we won't lose much ice, ice time the following season. So. And what did some of these reps that came down think of the arena, especially when they heard about the history? You know, it's great to see the story and go in the building. I'm sure, you know, uh, they've been in probably buildings that were a lot better. But, uh, you know, what? just to tell them about the story and the history and to look around the rink. And, you know, what? I love going there. we got one of the best ice surfaces in the uh, in the province for sure. And, um, you know, they were, they were you know, excited. Uh, I guess one of the guys from the NHLPA was Kay Whitmore. I mean, he was a goalie in the NHL as well. But uh, great to have a discussion with some of those guys. Um, Mike Craig was here. I mean, his father was, a, you know, an ice maker as well in the NHL and uh, he even helped us out when we had our uh, chiller shut down mid-season uh, this year. I mean, we sent us some pictures and we were able to have discussions and call them on the phone. And so to have some of these guys that are reps from the NHL, you know, uh, being able to just communicate with them through the year and have discussions and uh, things like that and teach them about the rinks. And uh, it's great. And uh, the partnerships has been has been fantastic. We couldn't ask for a better crew to work with. And, you know, we appreciate everything they've been doing for us. And uh, it's been super. I was always surprised by the capacity in the stands there because, you know, for a community the size of Twillingate, you would expect something a little bit smaller, but it's it's fairly roomy. It's got a lot of space. It is. I mean, we got uh, we can hold over a thousand people as well. So other than the standing room for Gander, you have a similar capacity, but uh, I guess it looks more full when everyone is, is standing. <laughs> uh, it's funny because, I mean, it's a rink that when you go in, nobody sits. Uh, obviously, there's no seating there, only like bench-style seats, but uh, yeah, everybody that watches hockey there uh, sits or sorry uh, doesn't sit they all stand so it's a loud building it's a great place to play standing and leaning forward <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much you used to lean right over the glass years ago but uh you know we had to move that back there put some safety uh barriers up there so fans are not hanging over the glass but uh you know there's one place in the corner of the rink when i used to play and not too many years ago we changed it i mean it was called the looney bin where a lot of the younger kids would be hanging over the glass and pounding on the glass and so we had to we had to correct that so there was a little bit of a safety concern i guess for players and fans too <laughs> I got a little bit of an eye-opener. My uh, husband, who played a little bit of hockey growing up, and he's coaching now and that sort of thing. He's from Twillingate, and uh, we went to a, an AHL game <laughs> for the first time. And uh, I, I looked at him when uh, he stood up and, <laughs> and making a lot of noise. <laughs> and I remember looking up and going, oh, right, you're from Twillingate. <laughs> uh, that's correct. There you go. That's how you pick them out in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. My guest today on On Target is Recreation Director with the town of Twillingate, Grant White. We'll be back right after this. 
Weekday mornings from 5.30 to 9. Jumpstart your day with Jerry Lynn Mackey and Ben Murphy. Newsmakers, traffic, weather, and more during your VOCM Morning Show. And my guest today on On Target is Recreation Director with the town of Twillingate, which is the winner of Craft Hockeyville 2020. <laughs> Hard to imagine now, two years, but they're going to finally get their NHL game. And Grant, you mentioned earlier, of course, that uh, part of this prize package was this $10,000 worth of uh, hockey equipment. And <laughs> if you have a kid in hockey and children can't stop growing, apparently, <laughs> it's not cheap. It is an expensive venture and usually if a child gets involved in hockey and they love it you want to keep them in it because it's fun but man it costs a lot for hockey gear so where did this equipment go how did you how did you use this money so the priority of the program i guess is for you know kids that want to enter the game uh, you know and kids that need equipment so uh, basically it was just you know uh, we asked the modern hockey system to work with us and um, prioritize, I guess, individuals that wanted gear, and uh, you know they just came to the office, and so it was about 20 or 25 sets of full gear, uh, varying in age or sizing, but majority of it for probably younger kids. So, yeah, we uh, we probably only have a, a few things left, but we were able to get through it pretty quick. Like I said, uh, gear is pretty expensive, so it was like a you know everything from sticks and skates and jerseys and you know the full the full shot. So uh, it was great to see. Uh, there was a lot of gear kicking around the office for the last year, but uh, it was certainly great to see some of the kids take it away. Oh, that's great. And hopefully at some point they'll pass it down once they grow out of it as well. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, most hockey players do anyway. Absolutely. Um, so October the 6th is the game day, but I understand there's some events that are going to be happening in the week prior to that. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, so again, we're in planning of uh, the community celebrations, and that's usually, uh, I guess, hosted by the uh, the town. I mean, obviously, that won't be in Gander. The only thing happening in Gander will be the game. Uh, so the week prior to that, uh, we'll be having a few uh, um, things on the go right here in Twillingate, and one is uh, a silent auction where we'll... You know, invite the local community to uh, supper at the local dinner theater, and we'll also have some uh, items up for auction, all relating to hockey. Um, there's also going to be a. Um, we also asked for the Stanley Cup to be here in Twillingate as well, so we're hoping that uh, we get that request. And uh, again, uh, that's to be determined. But if so, that'll be a couple days before the game as well. So uh, spend the day with the cup. Surprise a few people, hopefully, um, and also bring it around to uh, a few places in town here. Uh, normally, the cup uh, would happen to uh, go to the winners uh, in previous years, so we're hoping that's going to be the same here. Uh, and then we have our big day community celebration, which is obviously uh, it's going to be at the George Hawkins Arena. It's going to be barbecues, just fun things to do. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be, like I say, some of the details are, are not released yet, but uh, we'll certainly have a great time the week prior. And obviously then we, you know, we all uh, travel to Gander for the game. For those who can't travel to Gander, will there be any kind of thing at the George Hawkins maybe where you could set up a video screen or anything like that? So that hasn't been determined, but the game will be televised. So, uh, you know, whether or not they're going to, if we're going to host anything at the George Hawkins Arena, that uh, that hasn't been discussed, but it's a great idea, and thanks for thanks for asking. Uh, but right now, like I said, uh, the game is televised, so that's a good thing, so others can watch it from the comforts of home. 
for sure. And um, you mentioned, you know, the the players. They, you still haven't got the roster. Who's going to be coming down? But anybody else coming down, like Don or anybody? Yeah. So, uh, like I say, we're, we're, I'm not sure, but uh, like Don Cherry, you mean? No, Mr. McLean, Ron, Ron McLean, oh, sorry. Said, I thought you said Don. Yeah, I did, so, and I made a mistake yeah. there, Ron. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're hoping that, uh, I mean, it was mentioned uh, when we won, obviously, but, uh, you know, the crew and cast, and we're not sure who it is. Uh, I will say that uh, when you mentioned uh, media, I guess, uh, when we talked about the capacity of Gander, uh, not all those tickets will be available either for um you know, if we say the capacity is 1,100 or close to it, obviously there's a lot of what they call kill seats for media, players maybe bringing wives or whatever, so team, staff, or whatever. So, uh, again, all those seats are not available. So, I mean, that number from 1,100 may decrease to even 800. But, you know, we're hoping uh, they're, bringing the, they're bringing the full crew and uh, they'll certainly experience a great time here in Newfoundland. That's a great time to be recreation director. Yeah, exactly. It is. Uh, couldn't be better. So it's it's a lot of work, I know, and that's not the only thing that's happening in uh, Twillingate because Twillingate has really built this reputation in recent years of the Fish Fun and Folk Festival. Um, so uh, what are the plans for this year? Because uh, it's been kind of hard hit over the last couple of years. That's true. I also uh, I'm on that committee as well, and uh, you know this year it's it's their 40th. Obviously, it couldn't happen for a couple of years, but uh, you know back bigger than ever. Got some highlight bands and uh, some great activities, and got some extra things added this year, uh, which is going to be great. And obviously, it's come home it's come home year as well. But uh, pertaining to Craft Hockeyville, we have a booth there, and we're also going to have a, an NHL alumni there. Uh, there's going to be NHL alumni here for community celebrations as well in October. Uh, but we're hoping to have uh, an ex-NHL player here for the Fish Fun and Folk Festival for an autograph session. We're also going to be sell- selling some uh, Craft Hockeyville merch at the arena. So we'll have a we'll have a booth set up there and a couple tents and uh, have some fun and hopefully bring a, an NHL uh, some NHL alumni there as well. I have a terrible confession to make. <laughs> as many times as I've been to Twillingate, I've never been to the Fish Fun and Folk Festival. Is that bad? Oh, Does that make boy. me bad? Yeah, 40 years and you've never been here. Well, come on. I know. This is the year that you should come. What's up with that? Um, so uh, when is it? So it's the end of July. Uh, so um, the exact dates, I'd have to pop up on the computer now. But, uh, you know, it starts on a Monday. Uh, I think it's around the 26th of July. Um, there's things happening the whole week. But that being said, the arena doesn't open until I think it's the Thursday, which is the 28th. So the 28th, 29th, and 30th, that's when the arena's open. Uh, obviously, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of things happening. There's the meet and greet. There's an arena dance. There's like uh, close to four, over, I think it's 40, between 40 and 50 booths are going to be inside the arena. So just a lot of things happening, just, uh, you know, like your normal fish fun and folk festival. Excellent. Good to hear. Uh, so, I mean, as recreation director now, uh, you know, a lot of Canadians seem to think that the, the hockey is the only sport going, but there's lots of other things happening. And, and Twillingate has a, a, a good history of uh, softball, for instance, and other uh, team sports, especially involved with the school. Um, so what kind of other things are you working on recreation wise? Because you have that lovely little park area there. 
Yeah, so, uh, well, that's Hospital Pond Park, uh, and that's, uh, you know, it's created, I guess, it was established and uh, maintained by a local committee, but uh, I guess one of the biggest jobs from my position right now is uh, managing the Rock Cut Trail System, uh, and that's, uh, you know, with new branding, that's our new name, Rock Cut Twilling Gate Trails. We have over 25 kilometers of coastal trails, and we have trail crews working for the last few years, so, uh, you know, we're bringing, a, you know, a different demographic here, and, uh, you know, we have camping platforms forms and uh you know it seems uh seems like the trails are pretty full especially with some of the icebergs that were around earlier this year uh other than that we're kick-starting our you know our summer programs for our kids and you know right from uh, preschool kids to uh high school so that's a good thing and uh you know we got uh, other projects on the go as well so it's uh you know what you're there's never nothing to do if you're a recreation director for a, a municipality even if it's a small one like the town of Gate. no for certain and and the trails really are um they're not overly hard i mean there are some harder areas i suppose but they're not overly hard and just the the vistas are so beautiful it is it's true i mean you know uh, some of them are relatively uh you know they're older trails and some of them have been created and will be created this year uh so our, our hope as a rock cut trails committee is to circumnavigate the island with about 55 kilometers of trail so uh, right now like i said we're at about uh, 25 plus with uh, uh some of our main trails uh, the entire and that just uh, that's just trails in Twillingate on the uh, south island so next year we're hoping to move uh, north towards Santa Crow head and encompass some of that area as well uh, and we're in the process of uh, of working on that and uh, if we can have over 55 kilometers of trails and you know we can make it a pretty hot tourism destination uh, pertaining to travelers that are interested in such for sure and i know a lot of work was done around uh top of twilling gate in that area the the big mountain <laughs> that, that's correct yes yeah. so that's um, now part of the rock cut system as well excellent and so how are the trails there because it was starting to show its age yeah, so I actually that trail was uh, completely uh, uh, maintained, I guess, lower. Last year, well, yeah, it was last year, sorry. I was just thinking it was the year before. Yeah, last year, uh, that was completely uh, done by a crew, uh, completely finished, so everything has been upgraded. Uh, you know, it's uh, just like our system. Uh, you know, we're using a lot of logs, something that's going to be for years. Uh, we use a lot of juniper logs and, you know, go by pretty specific standards, I guess, for our trails right now based on an assessment we had uh, completed. But, uh, yeah, we got some great trails. You're talking about Spiller's Cove. There's, you know, there's an osprey nest down there. Like I said, lots the sea stacks and uh you know if you if you're in town also just doing a boat tour and seeing some of the uh shoreline by boat and the trails and all that kind of stuff is pretty exciting too but uh yeah i'm gonna say it's uh, it's probably one of our, uh, our our biggest things that we have going right now and uh, we're hoping that we can uh, just continue moving with that uh, into the future and I want to talk to you a little bit about tourism and and ramping things up this year compared to past years, because it's been a rough couple of years, as we all know. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about that when we come back after the break. My guest today is the Recreation Director, a former mayor of Twillingate, Grant White. We'll be back right after this. Every Saturday is perfect for a night at the cabin. The Cabin Party with Brian O'Connell. Saturday night starting at 7 p.m. on VOCM. And we're back. My guest today on On Target is Recreation Director with the town of Twillingate, Grant White. Many icebergs on the go? Oh, not now. There was some earlier, I guess, in May and beginning of June. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get some right winds and tides and uh, we'll get a few more because there seems to be some uh, on, the, on the go up north. It really is amazing, though. As soon as the icebergs pop up, well, look at all the people. 
I know. You know what? We had uh, the lower Little Harbor Trail at an iceberg, uh, you know, just off the trail, and there was hundreds and hundreds of people there, like, daily. So, uh, you know, when you get one of those giants come to town, uh, it, just, uh, it just seems to bring people here. Good for the economy. <laughs> Definitely. You know what? Then we can, If we can get an iceberg in, in early May, then uh, obviously it's a boost uh, kind of in the shoulder season. So, uh, Twillingate, of course, has uh, built itself up uh, f- for this uh, great uh, tourism reputa- reputation, and it's got a, a lot of lovely little, oh my goodness, restaurants now, and, and Split Rock, of course, is there, the, the microbrewery, and, and uh, a lot of other uh, little gift shops and that sort of thing that really help with that whole experience when somebody comes to town. Obviously, I think there's entertainment almost seven nights a week. Obviously, you know, the split peas, I think you're in their 30th or 30th plus years. And, you know, there's nightly entertainment at, uh, you know, different venues around the town of Twillingate. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, we're one of the top destinations in Newfoundland for a reason. We got, a, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, support business-wise and we got some, uh, you know, people that are that are pretty keen that are heading up some of the committees around town. So uh, it's great that we, you know, we uh, we're at the top. But uh, again, it's always difficult. So how do we uh, how do we stay there? And you know, how do we extend our shoulder seasons? You know, obviously, you know, we're very busy in June, July, and August. But you know, there's uh, there's enough here so we can, you know, uh, how can we extend the seasons? How what can we do in the winter months? I guess to get people here rather than just be kind of a you know a summer tourism destination. Let's extend that uh, because we have enough to offer now. And, you know, uh, that's why there's a strategic tourism expansion uh, plan committee uh, in place in Twillingate. And uh, they're doing a lot of great things, too, along with the Twillingate Island Tourism Association. So, you know, uh, with them and also the support of the town, obviously, uh, we're moving in the right direction. And there's lots of little things that are happening, too, like um, um, that woman that does the little uh, embroideries and stuff, and she puts them all around the trails, and, you know, you, you're working your guts out trying to get it to the top of a hill, and uh, then there's this beautiful little thing saying, hi, how you doing? You know, <laughs> it, it really yeah, that's, that's makes a, a difference. Yeah, that's a friend of mine. She's a yarn bomber and uh, Nina Petal. Uh, actually, uh, you know, she's got several of them put around town now, and it's great, and it's great to see, and, you know, they're playing on some of our businesses there's whales at the wharf and the restaurant and you know there's homer simpson is at the brewery and you know what uh, she does a great job it kind of brings the town to, to life it's uh, it's uh, something that a lot of people appreciate around town and when there's so many around uh, you know a lot of people get a good kick out of it so Sure, and of course, lots of history there as well, and uh, lots of people drawn to the those types of um, venues and uh, museums. Exactly. I mean, she did uh, actually. She did a couple for Craft Hockeyville as well. So, which was nice. She did a puffin uh, for us. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, it just draws the people. We got a couple of museums here. Actually, three: one in Durrell, one in the town of Twillingate, and uh, we also have the Wooden Boat Museum now. So that's a that's a great venue as well. But uh, like I say, there's something here for you know all ages, which is great to see. And you know, uh, but the only thing is, you know, I think people need to spend more time here, and that's what we're trying to do is talk to people and you know visitors about extending their stay because you know just one night is just uh, it's not enough. No, for sure. And how are you doing in in terms of, uh, you know, capacity for taking in uh, visitors and that sort of thing? 
Yeah, well, obviously, uh, you know, with the growth in tourism, there's also been a growth in, you know, uh, individuals, vacation rentals, and uh, so much so that, uh, you know, some people in the town probably think there probably there's too many, but uh, there's obviously been a big increase over the last number of years. Uh, you know, um, I can't make a guess that's the number of room nights we have, but, uh, you know, there's many vacation rentals, there's a hotel, and, uh, you know, a lot of people that are on using the platform, the Airbnb platform, but, yeah, there's lots of places to stay, lots of things to do, and, uh, you know, we're glad that, uh, obviously, when something happens like the closure of the fishery that we still have, you know, uh, or the fish plant, sorry, we still have uh, something that uh, to fall back on, like the tourism industry, and uh, that keeps uh, Twilling Gate, uh, you know, at the top of the list. So how do you keep those shoulder seasons going? Because this is a, a an issue right across the province, of course, and we do have beautiful falls, but we don't have the best springs. Uh, so how do you keep those shoulder seasons going? Obviously, uh, icebergs is a big thing if you can get some of those in early May. But uh, that's the discussions that we're having right now. Obviously, we're in a, you know the step program. Uh, we're hoping to have some discussions. We talked about hiking festivals and you know music festivals and things like that. But the direction that we're going uh, right now, we'll see. But obviously, hiking last year. I mean, we had people hiking right up until December last year, which was great to see. Uh, obviously, we've only had our new branding, uh, Rocka Twilling Gate Trails, uh, within the last year. So new signage on the highways, on our trails new directional sign you see so we're hoping that's going to you know provide some uh what of a season extension as well and uh but you know what after uh you know after three and four months uh you know people uh you know go go back to school and you don't see as many people but uh you know whatever and whatever we can do i guess to support uh to support the people uh that are on the committees uh we'll support them and hopefully we can you know extend those seasons because it's extremely important especially for business operators that uh, remain open I know this has been a bone of contention for the town and businesses in town uh, for some time now, but how's the highway? I think the highway is pretty good. Uh, you know, I know for some time there it needed some work, but uh, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, there's always going to be some trouble areas, but uh, I think it's uh, much better than it was uh, the last couple of years, so, so that's a good thing. No trouble to get that uh, camper over. <laughs> no, that's right. No. So, uh, no, uh, you know, the roads are maintained pretty good. Uh, and you know what? Just take your time. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll make it here. So October 6th is the big day. You've got a week of celebrations leading into that. You're going to have some special events now during the Fish Fun and Folk Festival at the end of July uh, related to Craft Hockeyville as well. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, we also have a golf tournament that we're having in Gander August the 18th. Uh, more details will follow, but uh, we're gonna we got room for about 100 golfers. It's gonna be a best ball tournament, so that should be a bit of fun midsummer just to keep the hype going. Uh, just asking people if they want to you know follow us and our plans, and they can join the George Hawkins uh, Arena Facebook page, the Craft Hockeyville page. That's where we'll be providing most of our updates. That and the Town of Twillingate uh, website should have those details. Uh, but you know what, we're working. Uh, we're working hard to make those plans, uh, uh, and hopefully we'll have uh, you know some news to share pretty quickly on you know uh, alumni and uh, some other plans. So uh, I just want to thank everybody so much for their support for helping us win. I guess Craft Hockeyville. Uh, we're looking forward to the game. Uh, we'll share our information on uh, all of our events on our web pages, and uh, maybe even call a, you know people like yourself to share the good news. Well, keep us up to date for sure, Grant White. A pleasure. Thank you very much.
No problem. Take care. All righty. And okay. uh, so, it, it, of course, we're talking about Craft Hockeyville, and hockey, of course, is the, uh, uh, oh, gosh, so many people uh, love hockey. So what do you think of when you think of hockey, Dave, when you're thinking of hockey music? You think of Stompin' Tom, of course, and the good old hockey game, which is coming up now on VOCM. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow.